are Locked On Dynasty Football, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Here are your hosts, Matt Williamson and Ryan McDowell. Thanks for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Today's episode of Locked On Dynasty is presented by Prize Picks. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. Pick two to five players, and if they score more or less than their Prize Picks projection, you can win up to 10 times your money on your entry. First time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with promo code LOCKED ON. That's prizepicks.com, promo code LOCKED ON. Welcome to the Locked On Dynasty Football Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan McDowell. You can follow me on Twitter at RyanMC23. Joining me, as always, is Matt Williamson. Find Matt on Twitter at WilliamsonNFL. Matt, how's it going today? It's going great. How are you? Going well. We had a good, good, good uh, weekend of football. The playoffs were great. Some some close games, and we are uh, we're on to round two. Matt, we're starting uh, we're starting a, a new uh, I shouldn't say segment series. I guess we're starting yeah, yeah. a new series today, um, and this is one we did last year. It was really valuable for me personally, just kind of uh, pulling all this together and looking at this information. But we're going to do team reviews. We'll do every single team in the NFL, uh, essentially from worst to first. So we'll start with the teams that ended with the worst record. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about how, how the team did, how the players did. And, of course, we'll put a dynasty spin on that. How's that sound, Matt? I like it. I like it. Dig into each one of these teams, kind of project maybe what's going to happen, see what they got, see what they're losing, all that good stuff. That's it. As I said, we're starting with the worst team, and this year, uh, that's the Chicago Bears. Of course, that was uh, decided in the final week of the season as they lost. Uh, the Texans won. The Bears finished 3-14. and That was, of course, last in the NFC North. Uh, you look at you look at their team, it, it doesn't feel like the worst team in the league. I know they, they yeah. were certainly... Um, certainly have, have a lot of holes, but uh, have some talent as well. And that starts with Justin Fields. Fields ended up with 19.7 fantasy points per game. That was good for the quarterback five finish on the season when you're looking at that points per game scoring. He did miss a couple games, including the final game of the season. Ended with 1,143 rushing yards. That's the second most by a quarterback ever. Uh, that was also the seventh most uh, among all players, including running backs this season. So he outrushed every running back except for six of them. Obviously a super impressive season for Fields, a breakout season for Fields. He did have nine games where he was a top 24, uh, I'm sorry, top 12 quarterback. Uh, looking at the rest of their backfield, David Montgomery, disappointing year. 11.1 fantasy <clears throat> points was the running back 28. He did end up with eight top 24 uh, fantasy games most of those were rb2 games uh, he was backed up by khalil herbert uh, herbert has 9.1 fantasy points and also missed a month of the season uh the the wide receiver depth chart you already know matt it's pretty ugly Dar <laughs> yeah. darnell mooney 8.5 fantasy points wide receiver 63 on the year misses five games chase claypool they trade for him uh, right around the deadline, around week, right before week nine, actually. He averages seven fantasy points. He's the wide receiver, 82. His best game as a bear, two catches for 51 yards. Uh, they drafted Velas Jones last year. 
He just gave them a couple fantasy points per game. He was outside of the top 130 fantasy wide receivers. Uh, Equinemius St. Brown, four fantasy points per game. Cole Komet had a solid year, 8.7 fantasy points per game. That was good for the tight end 15 finish. He did have four games as a tight end one. And Komet, when Fields was really starting to heat up around midseason, Komet, was along for the ride and then and then that kind of tailed off. And as we've already mentioned, of course, the Bears do have the number one overall pick. Uh I don't think they're using that on a quarterback, but they haven't ruled it out. Matt, when you when you look at this team as a whole, what what stands out here? Yeah, I mean they do have the first overall pick, which is a tremendous asset, especially when you don't need a quarterback. I mean I could see Indy, Carolina, et cetera, et cetera, giving them a lot of stuff to get up there. Yeah. Um, I would think the Bears would love to target Anderson or Carter, you know, and not go too far from number one and get a foundational defensive player. That doesn't help our cause a whole heck of a lot. They also do not have the first pick in the second round because of the Claypool trade. Fortunately for my Steelers, they snagged that one. I was pretty happy about <laughs> that. But they do have the Ravens' second round pick in the Roquan trade. But they also, as you alluded to, have so many holes. I mean, they traded Quinn. They traded Roquan. I mean, their best defensive players are gone. So I don't know that the whole offseason is going to be make Fields' life as easy as possible. They do have an uncanny amount of cap space, though. And yes. you know what can you do with that? You'd rather have draft assets, to be honest, as a team. But I could absolutely see this as a team that says... We'll take DeAndre Hopkins or Michael Thomas's contract and eat it and, you know, throw them at receiver or guys like that that aren't wanted as much anymore because they're too expensive. Well, you know, we'll we'll pay you 50 cents on the dollar or what they're worth and throw them on our roster. So uh, I do think they'll look massively different. Yeah, we'll talk about the Arizona Cardinals later in the week, I believe. But you did mention DeAndre Hopkins' name. Of course, some trade rumors around him. And the last I saw, the the Chicago Bears were actually the betting favorite to be the team that trades for DeAndre Hopkins. So that oh, really? will be, huh. that'll be something fun to see how that plays out this season. Um, I think it's pretty obvious when you look at this roster and, and kind of shifting over to that dynasty mindset Justin Fields is is the best thing this team oh, has going, yeah. and it's it's not necessarily really close. Um, that backfield, I'm, I'm I'm wondering what to do. David Montgomery is, as I mentioned, a free agent. Uh, did have the disappointing year. Uh, he's posted some things on social media that make it sound like he's ready to find a new home. Uh, what are you doing with Montgomery, and and what do you think about Khalil Herbert? Can he be a guy who could step in? where maybe the Bears are worrying about their receiver core, mm-hmm. their needs on uh, on offensive line or defense, and, and maybe running back isn't the priority. Could Khalil Herbert be the starter for this team next year? I think there's a real good chance of it. I mean, if I were in charge of an NFL rebuild, running back would be my last piece. But you have so much cap space. If Montgomery's sitting out there three weeks into free agency – Hey, come on back, we'll give you a one-year deal, run it back, and we'll split carries with you and Herbert. I like Montgomery, but I'm also not sure that Herbert's not the better player. And you know the volume's going to be heavy in this offense. They're going to run the ball a lot. Maybe not the highest percentage, as high a percentage as they did this year. And, of course, Fields is a big piece of that. But I, I want Herbert. I, I was about to ask you, do you think Herbert or Komet is their second most valuable dynasty asset? I think it's Herbert. 
Mm, that's a good point. If you're already putting uh, David Montgomery off this roster. Or maybe. I mean, I, I, they're going to have some yeah. other back in the backfield. It's not going to, he's not going to have it himself. I mean, honestly, Montgomery, Herbert, Darnell Mooney, you can throw Claypool in there if you yeah. still believe in him. Cole Komet. I mean, I'm I'm not excited to go out and acquire any of those guys, honestly. <laughs> yeah, right. um, I mean, you kind of laid it out earlier, but it it feels like this is going to be a a long rebuild. They're they're not. Uh, I don't think at least they're going to be competitive in, uh, in in 2023. Of course, some other teams have surprised us with with quick turnarounds in recent years. So maybe maybe it's the Bears' turn, but I, I don't really see it. I. I guess I would probably take Mooney as my second most valuable yeah. Chicago Bear, and and I don't even like him that much, <laughs> right. to be honest. Yeah. Uh, we are going to we're going to move on here, Matt. I don't All want right. to talk about the Bears anymore. I do want to ask you this, actually. You, you, do you expect them to, to trade down out of that first yeah. overall pick? I yeah. absolutely yeah. do. I mean, yeah, it does seem like every mock draft that's out there is is projecting a trade down to the Colts or the. Raiders or, or someone. Mm-hmm. So, I, I know yeah, we that's... didn't quite get to this, but I think Claypool would be my m- most disappointing player. I mean, trust me, I watched every snap of him as a sealer and did not think he's much of an asset. Yeah, certainly disappointing. I talked about the the disappointment for Montgomery. There, there's there's a lot of disappointment to go around in Chicago. Matt, we're going to talk about the uh, the team with the second overall pick. That's mm-hmm. the Houston Texans, and we'll do that right after this. First, let me tell you about prize picks. I've told you about them often. I'm a big fan. I love that you're not playing against other people that might just get lucky. It's just kind of you versus the numbers the prize picks presents you. And you get to pick between two and five players. And if they will score more or less than their prize picks projection, it's that easy. Are they more or are they less? And you can win up to 10 times your money on any of those entries. I love that you don't compete against other people. Um, and I pretty much stick to NFL. But if you know some of these lesser-known sports like cricket, Euro basketball, disc golf, tennis even, soccer, WNBA, I think you'd clean up with prize picks. And, of course, you can do all the major NFL, NBA, et cetera, et cetera. Um, you, your entries are done in 60 seconds or less. It's really simple. Safe and fast withdrawals. Right now, prize picks is operational in over 30 states as well as Canada. So download the PrizePix app or go to prizepix.com to sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to 100 bucks with promo code LOCKEDON. That's all one word. If you deposit 100 bucks, PrizePix will give you 100. If you deposit 50, PrizePix will give you 50. So just don't forget to enter that promo code LOCKEDON to get the instant deposit match up to 100 bucks. Thanks again for making Locked On Dynasty your first listen every day. Subscribe to the Locked On NFL podcast and get daily conversations on the biggest NFL stories, plus in-depth analysis of the biggest games with NFL key predictions every Friday. And Monday, local insiders cover the weekend with game-to-game episodes. Locked On NFL, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcast. All right, Matt, let's talk about the Houston Texans. This team just, oh, Matt, they yeah. just kept finding ways to to mess this up. And, I mean, call it Lovey Smith's revenge. Call it whatever you want. They find a way to win on the final week of the season. They move out of that 101 slot. And, I mean, we talked about the Bears. We don't think they're drafting a quarterback. And, and I know that's going to be a, 
a narrative that people want to talk about all off season, but um, I, I think most likely th- that pick is traded. Uh, the yeah. the good news for the Texans though is it looks like right now there there's at least two top quarterbacks, maybe even three, mm-hmm. depending on how you value those players. Um, the Texans are going to have a quarterback to choose here. Maybe not the one they wanted, but they're they're going to have some options. Do you think that's the way they go? Do they have to start at that position? I assume so. I mean, I'd like to know the coach first. That's one of the hard things about this exercise. Yeah. Is, you know, you, we, you can't, to get it all in, we don't know exactly who's making the decisions. I doubt they'll take the Garoppolo car path. That makes very little to, you know, sense to me, considering you are <laughs> picking in the top two. So, Especially yeah. car. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Good point. <laughs> Um, They've had enough cards. Yeah, know, that is know. very true. Um, I, I do think, though, this is just a side note before it slips my mind. I would go buy Davis Mills in Superflex, especially once it gets pretty clear that they're taking a quarterback, because I think he's going to last in this league a long time, and this is about as low as his stock can go. Really? Ah, As a backup. I don't Yeah, I mean, I guess he's cheap enough, and, and we've said it on here that in, in most – uh, most Superflex Dynasty leagues, your top backups are, are, are rostered, uh, you know, even before you need them, before there's an injury. So, yeah, I, I guess I get that, and he's certainly going to be cheap. But mm-hmm, that's what I mean. It's I mean, a throw I mean it, it was ugly. Let's Ooh. let's look at that depth chart uh, right. and, and the roster for the Houston Texans. It is Davis Mills at quarterback. He did sort of lose his job late in the season as, as they went to uh, – uh, essentially a two quarterback system. Uh, but Mills ends up with 11.4 fantasy points per game on the season. That was just, uh, just good for the quarterback 36 finish. Uh, he did have three games as a QB one as a top 12 quarterback. Uh, it's, honestly, I was surprised it was that high, uh, the backfield. And this is, this is where you get a little bit of good news for the Houston Texans. Rookie Damian Pierce had a very solid year yeah. and, and it's probably a surprising year. 12.8 fantasy points. Uh, that was the RB 21 in a points per game um, view. Had over 1,000 total yards, five touchdowns, and that was even with missing four games during the season. Pierce also gave us nine games as a top 24 running back. So a really good start to Damian Pierce's career. You look at their wide receiver depth chart. It's Brandon Cooks and Nico Collins. Not much after that. And these two guys were pretty similar in their production. Cooks, 10.3 fantasy points. Wide receiver, 49. Collins, 9.7. Wide receiver, 52. Cooks has made it very clear he does not want to be a part Mm -hmm. of this team any longer. There were rumors that he would be traded. Maybe he uh, goes to the Bears. Yeah. Yeah, He's (laughs) going. Hopkins and Cooks. Yeah, he's going somewhere. It seemed like he was going to be traded or maybe even cut late in the season, um, or I guess traded at the deadline and then cut later in the season. Mm-hmm. Uh, felt like it was going to be an option. He ends up coming back to play the last couple games, but even since the season has ended, Cooks has again made it clear he does not want to be part of this rebuild of the Houston Texans. Uh, Nico Collins, you know, he's fine. He's all right. He's yeah. fine. He's he might just be a okay. Two. Yeah. They the did Mechie as well. Oh, yeah. I was going to say they did yeah. draft John Mechie uh, a year ago, who was a, a player a lot of people liked coming out of Alabama. Of course, had uh, the medical issue non-related to football. 
I believe that was, um, I believe that I think was, it was leukemia. a form of cancer. Yeah. 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 A form of cancer. Sounds like, uh, there hasn't been a, a ton of news about his situation, uh, until just the past couple of weeks since the season ended. And, and it does sound positive. Sounds like he's going to be, uh, be able to resume his playing career, which is obviously, uh, good news and, and more important than, sure. than fantasy football by a long ways. Uh, the tight end depth chart is really, really something for the Houston Texans. They had four guys that had some type of production throughout the year, and it was just a carousel uh, with these guys. Jordan Akins, O.J. Howard, they brought in after he uh, bounced around the league a little bit. Uh, Brevin Jordan, rookie um, Tegan Quint- Quintoriano, I believe, probably, yeah, probably I, butchered I hadn't heard that of him until he caught a touchdown late in the year or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he did. Um, none of these guys finish higher than tight end 26. None averaged more than seven fantasy points per game. Uh, but I believe all of them, uh, I know Aikens, Jordan, and Quintoriano all um, had a tight end one game thrown in mm-hmm. there. So they, they had some level of production. Who knows what we get going forward, Aikens and O.J. Howard are free agents, so uh, probably probably at least one of those, maybe both, mm-hmm. are moving on, and, and they look at Jordan and, and the rookie to uh, to carry that moving forward. Maybe if it's Matt, a mayor spot or a second-round tight end spot, too. I mean, well, they need so much. I mean, yeah, Well, I mean, we, we expect Mayer to, uh, to be a, a pretty – or Michael Mayer, of course, out of Notre Dame. We expect him to be a pretty high pick. Uh, the Texans do have the 12th overall pick along with the second. Uh, they get that from the Cleveland Browns and the Deshaun Watson trade. So yeah, maybe, maybe 12 is a mayor spot. Uh, but it, like you said, so many, so many needs right. on this team. They go a lot of directions. Uh, absolutely. Matt, when we come back, we'll get a little bit more into the Houston Texans, uh, what some of their needs are and what we should be doing from a dynasty standpoint. Bet Online is your number one source for sports betting information, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. Pro football, college football season, basketball, World Cup was great with them as well. We've got it all on betonline.net. If, if you love sports podcasts, I'm sure you do. You can even find those on Bet Online as well. We're always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Bet Online where the game starts. All right, Matt, we're talking Houston Texans. We are starting our team review. We'll do every single team over the next, uh, next several weeks. And, uh, we're starting with the bears and the Texans. Matt, who's, who's the one Houston Texan you want? I think there's only one, right? I assume it's Pierce. Um, He's a quality back. I like him a lot. The one thing that worries me, and he does catch the ball, is you don't want to be an early down back on a terrible team. You know, right. the only. I mean, that's a tough road to hoe. Um, but, yeah, I think he's a valuable asset. I think Collins has some upside. Um, whoever they draft will have some upside. I mean, it's, that's right. kind of the, the move is who do they go get, obviously. Yeah, I think that, and that's probably the the actual answer is their most valuable dynasty asset is uh, whoever they take at at two overall, or mm-hmm. uh, if if it's an offensive player, if it's a receiver, or if it's uh, Michael Mayer, maybe it's that twelve overall pick as well. I don't really think it's any of these. I w- I would call Damian Pierce their most valuable dynasty player. Sure. I would also say he's 
the number one sell on this team, the player, <laughs> the player I would be looking to move this yeah. off season, really for the reasons you've already mentioned that, um, yeah, he did catch the ball a little bit, but I, I think, um, you know, I'm having visions of Michael Carter and James Robinson and Elijah Mitchell as, as, uh, those players, Ouch. I mean, that's that's the reality, yeah, right? Yeah, I hadn't thought of it in that light, but I think he's a better football player than them, but pretty easy to get down that road. Yeah, and then you and then when you factor in the uh, the status of their team overall and that they're going to be losing games mm-hmm. uh, for the next year or two, that, that makes it even worse. I would certainly be shopping Damian Pierce pretty yeah. hard this offseason. That's a good call. Um, what about you? Any 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 players on this team you want to buy? You mentioned Nico Collins. Do you believe in him enough to? I don't to, know if he can ever to go get out and this, trade for him. Yeah, but more of a throw in or you know a package deal situation, a bigger trade. Okay. Um, I just don't know if he can ever get to the status where you can check the box Sunday morning as a starter. I mean, he's pretty far from that, and I assume they'll draft over his head at some point or sign somebody or. You know, I mean, they'll get more draft assets for Cook as well. I don't think, you know, maybe if Cook gets traded tomorrow, then I would trade Nico the next day with people saying, oh, maybe he's going to be the one this year. I I don't think he's that guy, but I think he's a good player and a good prospect. Yeah, that's a really good point, actually. I do think we'll see Brandon Cooks eventually uh, be traded or, uh, or even released. And when that happens, you've got a window to trade to trade Nico mm-hmm. Collins and you're not getting a ton. Maybe, you know, maybe you get a late second or you package him with a third to get that second. Uh, maybe even take a couple of thirds. I would, I would consider doing that. I, I just don't, I don't really see a player I want to buy on this, on this roster yeah. at all from a dynasty standpoint, which is kind of scary for this team, honestly. Yeah. Without a doubt. I mean, hopefully it's an offensive minded head coach. That's a, got yeah. a, a, a track record of developing quarterbacks and, then we could use a little bit of foresight to say, okay, now I see what the plan is for the first time in forever. And if this quarterback is developed properly, then Nico or tight end X or whoever could really rise in value. But as we sit here in the middle of January, that's a, that's a bit of a squint. Yeah, it really is. Well, we've started with the, uh, the two worst teams in the league, the bears and the Houston Texans. It will only get better. <laughs> Nowhere from to here. go up. Yeah. <laughs> As we continue our series of uh, 2022 team reviews, we'll look back on uh, on every single NFL team, along with a little uh, previewing what their offseason might look like as well. That is it for today's show. Please make sure you download and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. Remember to follow the show at Locked On Dynasty. Follow Matt at Williamson NFL. And I'm Ryan MC23. We'll be back next time with more Locked On Dynasty.